0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Suppliers in North America overwhelmingly say Toyota is the best OEM to work with. According to Plant Moran's annual supplier survey, the Japanese automaker ranked number one, followed by its rival Honda. The two automakers have maintained the top two positions every year since 2011. GM is third, Ford came next, while Nissan and FCA Stellantis round out the list. Ford and FCA Stellantis were the only automakers not to improve their scores from last year. The survey involves purchasing people in a variety of areas, from body and white to interior and powertrains, including EVs. It measures OEMs on trust and communication and how easy or hard they are to work with. Last week, Ford unveiled the all-electric F-150 Lightning. Today, it's highlighting the commercial version of the truck, what it calls the Lightning Pro, which also features four-wheel drive as standard. Ford's data shows that the average F-150 owner drives less than 174 miles a day. So the base vehicle, which costs $40,000, has a range of 230 miles. A 300-mile version starts at $50,000. And Ford is really promoting the mega-frunk for commercial customers who can use it to lock up gear and materials. A crew cab version comes with an independent rear suspension for the first time, and we also get a look at how Ford packaged the traction motors well inside of the frame. While others are coming out with an all-new BEV architecture, Ted Canis, the head of Ford's fleet business, says converting the existing F-150 to electric is an advantage for fleet customers. He says, quote, on average, large commercial customers' turnover is 10 to 15% of their fleet a year. So they will need to operate mixed fleets of gas and all-electric vehicles for a long time. And they also want to maximize product commonality to minimize fleet complexity. Ford expects the market in the US alone for electric vans and trucks To reach a million units a year by 2030, and it says it now has over 44,000 reservations for the Lightning. Autoline supports the automotive industry because it supports so many other industries, like the materials industry. We're talking steel and aluminum, magnesium, plastics, glass and rubber, textiles and fabrics. No other industry uses so many different materials in these kinds of quantities. That makes the economy hum, and that's why we're proud to say that AutoLine is an advocate for the automotive industry. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, Connected Car, Diagnostics, Remote Testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world, but will always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Mazda is lightening its lineup in the U.S. It says due to evolving customer interest, the Mazda 6 and CX-3 are being discontinued and will not have 2022 models. Both vehicles really aren't that old. The Mazda 6 was introduced in 2002, and the CX-3 only had one generation, with it first making its debut in 2016. But the sales tell the story of why these two vehicles are being dropped. Only 2,400 CX-3s have been sold in the American market through April, while Mazda 6s fared slightly better, selling 5,800 units. We know consumers keep switching to trucks and utilities, so the drop for the Mazda 6 should come as little surprise. But the CX-3 was done in by the introduction of the CX-30, which cannibalized its sales. Connected vehicles offer a number of benefits, including OTA update capability, but also the ability to improve safety. Audi, along with a number of partners, are testing how CV2X, or cellular vehicle-to-everything communication, can increase safety around schools and school buses. CV2X uses cellular networks. In Audi's case, it used LTE and 5G networks to send messages right to the display screens in a vehicle. For example, Audi demonstrated how technology embedded into speed limit signs could send a warning to the driver that they're speeding in a school zone, or how alerts can be sent when a school bus stops to pick up children. Demonstrations like these show how technology like this could be used in different public vehicles as well, such as emergency vehicles or other service equipment. And one last bit of information we find interesting is that Audi says CV to X, could be used in the future to supplement the cameras and sensors of an AV, taking some of the burden off of the autonomous system. This is a big year for Jeep, with all-new versions of the Grand Cherokee and the Wagoneer coming out. And we've got Mark Allen, the head of Jeep design, coming on Autoline After Hours this Thursday. So join John and Gary for insights into where Jeep is going with its future designs. Tesla potentially faces a big fine in Norway. A court ruled that the EV maker is guilty of throttling or artificially limiting its charging speed and battery capacity with a software update. Tesla is going to have to pay $16,000 to each of the thousands of affected owners unless it appeals. A few years back, Tesla owners complained about reduced range and DC fast charging rates at supercharger stations after a software update. At the time, Tesla told Electric that the update was intended to, quote, protect the battery and improve battery longevity, and that issue only affected, quote, a small percentage of owners. However, owners weren't satisfied, which led to lawsuits in a number of countries, including Norway. There could be more than 10,000 affected owners in the country, and Tesla will have to pay all of them unless it appeals in the next few weeks. This could also set a precedent for lawsuits in other countries, including the U.S. We knew that the transition to electric and hydrogen vehicles will eliminate a lot of jobs in the automotive industry. But get this, the CEO of Daimler Trucks, Martin Dom, says Europe will lose half the jobs involved in making diesel truck engines. He says it will take about 15 years for it to happen, but he warns the European Union it needs to start preparing for that now. The greatest spectacle in racing is coming up on Sunday, and Scott Dixon nailed down the pole position with a speed of over 231 miles an hour for the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500. Honda-powered cars captured seven of the top nine starting positions. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching, and we'll be right back here again tomorrow. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Scheffler, we pioneer motion. And by Magna.